The Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. Hello and welcome to the Big Scottish Football Podcast. I'm Stephen Mill, here's Ewan Cameron. Welcome along to episode 73. If you have listened to every single episode, then well done you. We appreciate you as well. You, des- you deserve an award if you listen to all C- 73 was- episodes of this pish. I was just going to say, Ewan, do you think we could have like a sort of 100% club or something like that? There'll be very few. You think? Aye. I don't think there's anyone out there who's listened to all 73 episodes. If anyone has listened to all 73 episodes, then get in touch on YouTube. Uh, You can leave your comments or at Big Football Scott. If you're 100% club (laughs) of the Big Scottish Football Podcast, all 73 episodes, well, 72 episodes, because you probably won't hear the first one again. (laughs) (laughs) Did you have to bring that up? (laughs) No, that's no... If you've... If you heard all of them, then please do get in touch. Um, so anyway, it's good to be back. Uh, nice was, nice to have you back. I saw a few wee clips online. I didn't watch the full podcast. I'm not in the 100% club, unfortunately, uh, last week because I was on holiday. But Jose did well, won the quiz for me, which is amazing. Jose Katongo was a fantastic co-host, but it was a really difficult show to do. Because he doesn't watch football, he doesn't like football. I know. And he was here to discuss the weekend's football, and he hadn't watched any of it. We actually had to take a pause halfway through the show to show him the VAR. Oh, the WTF. Yeah, oh, the, VAR. the VAR issues from the weekend, so he could actually have an opinion on it. Right. Okay. So we stopped the show halfway through. We did that, I mean, and then he listened, and then he had an opinion. But listen, the guy was top notch. The punters loved him. We yeah. loved him. And do you know what? I promise you, we will get him back one day. We might actually do a, a special with him out with the podcast and just yep. do a, a chat with him about his life like what we did with Billy Davis yeah like a, this is your life you this can come in with a big red book and you can discuss all everything from Jose from start to well not finish hopefully but yeah. you know until he until he is just now so. yeah I, I think we should do that lots of love for Jose Kodongo on the comments from last week Greg McNiven says Jose what a legend not laugh like that for a long time crying with laughter one of a kind a rampant lion uh, 4042 Buckin says oh man as soon as Kitongo started swearing I could see the road for tears what a laugh and Mori 5302 says even though Jose hasn't watched any Scottish football since he retired he still managed to bring more insight knowledge and thoughtful analysis than Jambo Bear ever did <laughs> keep kissing those mirrors everyone uh, hello to Craig Elliott as well says Ewan imagine greeting about being called a so called Rangers fan all the time then doing the exact same thing to Jose like someone that got bullied at school joining the police to bully other people FUD I think it was quite clear when you look back or you listen to the podcast, that Jose Katongo has a wee soft spot for Rangers. I think most people watching this podcast, all 73 episodes, might come to a similar conclusion with somebody else in this show, and it's no me. Producer John, he's a Falkirk man. <laughs> Very good. Uh, Chris Ross says, they finally found someone who knows less about Scottish football than you and Cameron, and he still can't win the quiz. <laughs> Uh, Gary says, just caught up with this. Needs to be a regular thing. Jambo Bear and Jose Bear. Quite Jose good. Bear's a good, quite good Ian said, listen to the pod, but had to watch it. Laugh like fuck. Anything else? Um, a- anyone else thing? I don't know what that says. Jose is the Scottish football version of the UN. Doesn't want to offend anyone. Good lad. Brilliant pod. Get Jose back on again. Actually, he would easily replace Ewan Cameron. 
Oh, mate, there's no pod without me. Mate, uh, Nicky Robertson, uh, thanks uh, to this week's podcast. I've now started uh, taking the Jose Katongo approach, kissing myself in the mirror and saying, Nicky, you know what? I love you, pal. <laughs> I mean, that is just a amazing philosophy from Jose Katongo. At, at the start of the podcast last week, he revealed to us that before he goes to bed and the first thing he does when he wakes up is he goes, stands in front of the mirror he kisses himself and says, I love you, pal. Mm-hmm. That's that's his philosophy of life. you got to love yourself before you love anybody else. And if you love yourself, you're going to get on in life. I did see that. It was beautiful. It yeah. was a beautiful moment. Do you think Jose Katongo has got like laugh, love, live? And he's like... 100%. Oh, there's no doubt about it. He's got that. Yeah. I mean, the guy just has a positive outlook in life. You can't help but love that man. He is an absolute legend. And we promise you again, we will definitely get him on the show for a special. Lots of other comments about what you were saying about Lauren Shanklin. I'm going to save them, though, and we'll get to them when we talk about all the other transfer business. Okay, is Jim White coming again? Jim White might be making an appearance a wee bit later on as well. Uh, remember, you can leave your comment anytime on YouTube. Just search for Clyde One Super Scoreboard. You can subscribe. We've got our own wee video section as well you can watch all the videos that we've done since the start of the season so make sure you subscribe as well and you can listen on podcast uh, applications like spotify apple podcast google podcast whatever you get are we anyway. on deezer probably yes what, what is what is deezer somebody mentioned it to me the other day there i, I think it's just a, another podcast platform as well oh and by the way um make sure you leave a comment as well you can rate the show that's very helpful for us. We're on Spotify. On anywhere, wherever you listen to it. You can give us five stars. That's obviously a prerequisite. And then if you want to leave a comment underneath, can I just uh, check you can leave your comments there as well. Can I see before we go any further, you mentioned about stars and all that stuff. I'm going to go into WhatsApp right now. No, not WhatsApp, Spotify right now. Right. And I want to see. I think we are quite What's quite the star? High. I think we're like... <gasps> we're 4.8. 4.8. Out of 5. Now, if we could bump that up to about 4.9, that means that everybody... If everybody listened just now went and gave us five stars... That's great. We'd probably bump up to 4.9 because there's obviously people who have given us one... Don't don't give us one star. No, no, don't. No, 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 that, don't that, that's bad why, for us. Why did you even bring that up? Now we're going to do it to just wind us up. I know, but you can give me five stars. Give me one. And then in the comments, give you and one star, but yeah. just put that in the comments below. Yeah. That's lovely. Thank you so much for that. That's... Yeah. Uh, Hundred, we've had nearly two hundred votes, and it's at four point eight. So I appreciate that, guys. Yeah, that's Brilliant. better than my Uber rating as well. So um, yeah. So anything else? Did I miss anything last week? Well, did you enjoy your holiday? It was very good. Yes. Uh, you went to Barcelona. Yeah. Went, I, uh, I, I did see something that your wife posted, and I was kind of confused. Right. She'd won a skiing thing. So we were in Barcelona, and then we went up to Andorra. Like right. up in the mic because it's like two hours away from Barcelona, and then we did a wee bit of skiing, and then we came back down again. And she won, and she won a race. Yeah, very good. she was ten seconds quicker than me. Very good, Anna. Yeah, so. I mean, she's got the brains, she's got the looks, she's got the talent. I mean, she's got it all, mate. You've done well there. Exactly. So she. And then, well, and, and, then and then there's Stephen Mill. Yeah. Anyway, did you have a nice time? Finished 12. Uh, yes, it was very good. I had the best burger that I've ever had in my life. Was that in Barcelona or Andorra? Andorra. It was honestly, I don't know if it was the altitude, it was it was sensational. So off the back of skiing and um, the fresh air and everything, you're always feeling a bit more hungry and peckish anyway. So anything, anything would have tasted good or do you think it was just a great burger? It was a great burger. It was two burger patties. It was bacon. It was cheese. Tomato? Tomato, lettuce, jalapeno. I had a wee bit of chimichurri because it was an Argentinian burger. Nice. It was phenomenal. See, but the burger, although the content of the burger sounds amazing, it can be ruined with what is on top and below it. No, I know, I know. So what sort of roll 
are we talking here? Oh, it was like a brioche. A brioche of, type roll. Was that the type. seeds on top and everything? Was that a sweet roll? It was slightly sweet. Sweet, think, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, it was really so good. So the balance was good? It was honestly the best burger that I've ever had. Okay, so that was lovely. So can I do another movie um, <sighs> recommendation? What you, 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 you? By the way, see every time I say, let's do a movie recommendation, you do this humming and hawing and, and then you sink back into your seat. People love my movie recommendations because it sets them up for the weekend. It gives them something to look forward to, uh, whether it be if they're on their own, something to watch, or if they've got family around, or if they've got a partner in their life, it gives them something to look forward to. So the movie that I'm going to be reviewing today and recommending is a movie starring Jennifer Lawrence, and the movie is entitled No Hard Feelings. Now, this movie is about uh, Maddie who Jennifer Lawson plays the part of Maddie. Right. And she discovers an intriguing job listing. And the job is wealthy helicopter parents looking for someone to date their introverted 19-year-old son, Percy. Because Percy, this 19-year-old lad, just sits in his room all day, every day, and he plays his PlayStation. Does he, play, he does. does he play with Queen of the South by any chance? <laughs> <laughs> That's what's been happening. New signings for Queen of the South, Percy. Right. So Percy sits in his room, and the mum and dad are kind of worried about him. He's about to go off to, to university, but he's not got many pals. He's so about, he his, keeps with, he keeps his mum and dad are hooring out their child, basically, yes. and they want, to Jennifer Lawrence. And they want somebody to come and date him, help him lose his virginity, to get him drunk. This sounds really weird. And to get him drunk and take him to parties and, and let him live a life. Let him have life experiences before he goes off to the big bad world of university. Percy. So Jennifer Lawrence. Percy, if you're, if you're watching this podcast, I don't know what happens in the film, but presumably he gets with Jennifer Lawrence. That doesn't happen in real life. Once you get to university, <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence isn't there, right. by the way. So that Je doesn't happen. Jennifer Lawrence uh, plays a 29, 30-year-old woman in this movie, and she turns up at the mum and dad's house because she wants the job. And if she, she, if she helps his son come out of his bedroom and become a bit more... Um, social. Social she's going to get a brand new car from the mum and the dad and she needs a car because she's an Uber driver, right? So she turns up and they're going, you're a wee bit old. She goes, look, I'll sort your son. Don't you worry about it. And it, and it leads to many an incident and funny moment in the movie. Oh, is it a comedy? It's a comedy, yeah. I thought it was going to be like a horror or something. No, no, it's, <laughs> like, it's, it's a comedy. <laughs> it's right. a comedy. And listen, it's, it's not going to win an Oscar. It's not going to win any BAFTAs. But what it is, it's an hour and 35 minutes. It's fun. There's some really laugh-out-loud moments in it. And it also reminded me of, of myself. And I've told you a story before, Stephen, and I haven't revealed this to the world before, but I'm going to tell you it right now. When I was around 19, 20, um, I hooked up with a woman who was 37 years old. So I... I, I she, could... was a, she was a taxi driver. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 I and I was watching this movie, going, do you know what? That that that's like my life story. Percy Bear, per, per, Percy Bear, yeah, yeah, exactly, Percy Bear, yeah. So so what happened here? I had a friend in Abu Dhabi who ran um, horse stables. She was she was a riding instructor, right? Right. I'm not going to name names here because I don't want anyone people finding them. Right, right. Okay. So she was a riding instructor. She was a really good friend of ours in the family. And um, her sister... She was came, a riding instructor. Uh, uh, 
And, but her sister came out to visit. Right. In, in Abu Dhabi, came to visit her. She a ride instructor as well? No, or? no, she worked in the police. Right. Right, so she turns up for a two-week holiday and she's there just to visit her sister. And we were all pals and I used to go riding on the horses, etc., etc., etc. Wait a minute, I'm going to get to the story. So the big sister's there and she's a good-looking woman. I'm 1920, she's 37. And we go to a nightclub in this hotel. The hotel is the Gulf Hotel. It's on the outskirts of Abu Dhabi. And we go to the Gulf Hotel and there's a big group of us around the table we're having a few drinks and it's it's going really, really well. And I remember getting up on the dance floor, doing my thing on the dance floor. When I came back to the table, this woman's big sister has left to go back to her room. Now, she's staying in the Gulf Hotel. We're in the Gulf Hotel. And I'm going, well, where's she going? Oh, she's going to her bed. I goes, well, how rude is that? She hasn't even said she wrote to me. So what did that do? Took my opportunity. I find out what her room number is and I go and knock on her door. She opens up the door and she's standing there just in her long, like, T-shirt thing. And I go, that was a bit rude. Why did you not say cheerio? She goes, oh, you were having a good time. You were dancing. I didn't want to disturb you. I was a bit tired. I wanted to get to my bed. I was like, oh, you, you got a mini bar in here? She went, yeah. I went, got a beer? She went, aye, got a beer. So I pushed past her, went into the room, and she had two single beds, and I sat on one of the single beds, went to her mini bar, and it was those little dumpy Heineken cans. You know, you get in hotel bars. So I pulled myself at Heineken, started drinking it. She took a drink, she started drinking it. And we're just chat, chat, chatting away. And I'm getting really nervous at this point because I'm in this room with this 37-year-old woman who you, I really fancy. You've barged your way into this woman's room. I haven't barged my way in. She said that she had a minibar, so I went and helped myself to you a beer. You said you pushed past her to the <laughs> minibar. That's the exact words that you said there. So there I am, sat in the single bed. She's sat in the other single bed. And there's a knock at the door. And it's my mate, Phil. Now, I've talked about Phil before. My best mate Phil's knocking at the door because I've been away a while now mm. and he now knows where I am. Yeah. So I now, I, I whisper to this woman, I'm going to pretend I'm sleeping. I don't want, I just want to stay here. She went, fine. So she went to the door and Phil came in and I'm pretending to be sleeping on the single bed. And Phil's trying to lift me up and I'm like this. Uh, uh, uh pretending as if I'm drunk and I can't get up. And she says to him, look, just leave him. Let him sleep it off. You'll be fine here. Phil leaves. I think, oh, you dancer. Oh, you dancer. I'm here for the night. Brilliant. Chat, chat, chatting away. And at some point, I fall asleep. I'm out for the count. I'm falling asleep. And I'm, I'm not, I'm, what are you, what are you, why are you playing that song? Well, is it not? Famously yeah. about being in love with an older woman. Yeah. So at some point in the night, I wake up. And what wakes me up, because it was a Gulf Hotel, mm -hmm. Gulf Air, remember that airline, Gulf Air? Yeah. I don't know if it's still running, actually. But Gulf Air is um, where all the the, the, the the flight attendants would live in the Gulf Hotel. They'd come and stay at the Gulf Hotel. So there was a party going on next door. Mm -hmm. And I could hear the music from the telly, like MTV. And it woke me up. And then I was lying in the pitch dark in the single bed. And this woman, whose name I'm not going to mention, is in the other single bed. So I'm lying in my bed going, oh, no, what did I do to catch her attention? So what did I do? I started singing the songs that were on the telly in the room next door because they were having a party, hoping that my singing would wake her up. And then we could, like, start chatting again. But it doesn't work. So what I do next is I get up at my bed... I go to the bathroom, I switch the light on, and I make loads of noise in the bathroom. Flushing, taps on, banging about, come out the, the, the toilet, switch the light off, I go to my bed, 
and then there's still no movement from her. But about 40 seconds to a minute later, this is good, by the way. Wait, it gets better. About a minute after I get in my bed, after going to the bathroom and making all that noise, why you got your head in your hands, Stephen? Just get to the end of the story. Right. So she gets up out her bed, and I could see like this dark figure, this shadowy figure, get out the bed, walk round her bed, and go to the bathroom. And she's in the bathroom for like five minutes. She then comes out the bathroom. She switches the light off. And she walks in between the two single beds and she pulls back my duvet and gets in beside me. Right? I spent three days in her hotel room. I didn't leave for fresh air once. <laughs> it was amazing. So, yeah, go watch that movie. No hard feelings, it's brilliant. This is why we should cut the movie segment because it leads on to stuff like that. No, because I watched the movie, it reminded my life when I was a 19, 20-year-old lad. And Joe, here's another bit to that story. No. So wait, 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 wait. So the the girl that was... Wait, wait, wait. See the girl that was best... See the girl that I was best friends with, whose sister I had a three-day love affair with. She contacted me last year... And she'd only just found out from her sister what happened between us. She had no idea. And she messaged me, she goes, I cannot believe what happened between you two all those years ago. Her sister's now 67. (laughs) Right? (laughs) And I was like, please don't ask to meet up. I just want to keep that memory for both of us. Because I don't want to be disappointed in me. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? She's 67 now. Have you anyway, got pictures, Ewan? Uh, I've, got pi- I've got pictures of when we met um, when I was no, 67. No, no, no. I don't, no, I've not seen any pictures. I don't want to see. I mean, well, hopefully for you, she'll have a blue rinse. She'll be into that, obviously. <laughs> right. Anyway, okay. Harrowing, harrowing. I'm sorry. I just had to tell that story after watching that movie. Yeah. Right. Uh, let's do our transfer talk, shall we? Let's move on to that. Then we'll get to the actual football in a second. Uh, I think we'll need Jim White for this. So I think we'll need. Where's the news thing? We'll need a, we'll need a wee sort of uh, a wee sort of wee bit of music here. Uh, there we go. As soon as they hear that, Jim arrived. Wow. What a absolutely shite transfer window it was. <laughs> Where nothing happened really at all. Interesting. Nah. Um, Aberdeen <laughs> brought in one player on loan, Killian Phillips from Crystal Palace. That's in London. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then obviously out went Barry Robson. We'll get to Mr. Neil Warnock, who's been texting me this morning. We'll get to him in just a wee second. What about Celtic? Um, some random guy for Norwich on loan. <laughs> That'll work. That, that'll appease the fans, that one. That's a big one. Whoever he is. Um, Ida. Yeah, alone for Norwich. <laughs> Can I get a game at Norwich? And now it's Celtic. That'll, that, all the fans will be Aye. really happy with that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Turnbull. It's a week Cardiff. That's in Wales. You got, they got two million for him. They did. Not bad bit of business. No. Uh, Dundee. Curtis Main. Not bad. Rick Astley. Also in the door. Uh, and then loads of folk for Burnley <laughs> that we've never heard of. So who knows what they'll be like? Tammy Kerr, he's away. He's away in Inverness up the up, up the road. The, up the A9. Mm-hmm. Hearts, 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 glorious hearts, eh? Good business we did, mate. Lennon Thompson from Vancouver Whitecaps. That's in Canada. Uh huh. Um, obviously got other people. Scott Fraser in as well. And just while we're on the subject of hearts. I've actually got some toilet tissue what? for you, Ewan. Why? 
because over the past few weeks, some amount of shite's been coming out your mouth about Lauren Shanklin. So if you give your mouth a wee wipe and wipe all that shite and piss away, that would be great. Because... I tell you what, Ewan, you've made a right arse of yourself over the, over the past couple of weeks, haven't you? <laughs> no, haven't. You went, first of all, what a Shanklin is definitely leaving. He was definitely going to Rangers. I think he's going to Rangers. He's not going to Rangers. <laughs> Absolutely not, but he's leaving. He turned down a contract. He wants to leave Hearts, want them out the door. He, I mean, he'll be out. There's no way he's going to be at Hearts. And he's definitely going to be at Hearts. No, he's not going to be at Hearts. So wipe all that shite away from your right, mouth okay. and what you're saying now. Lots of people getting in touch. Let me read. Let me read. Get my glasses on. What's that? Right. It was a changing landscape on a Fraser date. says, what an absolutely mind-bendingly stupid point at the time. Even more so now. <laughs> Mortifying. Ian says, as soon as I see Ewan and Cameron in the same sentence, I know it's horse shit. <laughs> Jarvie, Ewan Cameron, public enemy number one in the Gorgie. And Shandon areas this morning, it seems. Relentless clickbait mind games and ultimately, an absolutely shite hearts fan. And Richie says, stick to Max AM and playing Kerry, Perry Como. Max AM hasn't been a radio station for about 30 years, Richie. Uh, you're shite at the football stuff, so... Uh, there we are. So it was, a, it was an ever-changing landscape when it comes to Lauren <laughs> Shanklin. Shut up, you. Jim, shut up. It was an ever-changing landscape. And I, ever had my changing. I had my finger on the pulse and everything that I said. Unfortunately, that... the pulse was a dead person because <laughs> none was happening there. It was a dead person. Right, everything that they I said... They famously don't have pulses. Shut up, Jim. Right, everything that I said at that time and what I tweeted at that time was the truth. 100% the truth and I stand by everything that I said. I also tweeted... Just say you got I it wrong, I also tweeted a week ago... Just say you got A week it ago, 10 days ago, that he wouldn't be going to Rangers because of the information I was receiving. At the start of the month, Rangers were interested. 100% they were interested. Sounds and then like they cooled their interest. No, uh, well, anyway, it was an ever-changing story. <laughs> right, it was. Ever-changing. Right, Dave Whelan's on the line. Let's what, what else have we got here? Kilmarnock. What about this? Greg Stewart signed from Mumbai City. Who? That's in India. Oh, Greg's good player. Yeah, Greg. First name terms, apparently. Kevin Van Veen in Achille. Apparently. He knocked back St Mirren and Motherwell. Blowing Motherwell and St Mirren out the water. What a sign in that is. Kevin Van Veen. He's got three parts to his name. Kevin. Yeah. Livingston, what about them? David Carson from Inverness. Three-year deal. Teddy Yenge as well from Ipswich Town. Sean Donnellan from Torquay. That's where 40 Towers was set. <laughs> and, and Michael McGovern, who I forgot was still playing football, has signed for Livingston as well. Unbelievable. He was in goal at the weekend, I think. He was in goal at the weekend. Let's go to Motherwell. Andy Halliday! From Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Away to Motherwell. Unbelievable. Sam Nicholson, former Hearts player, of good course. Player he was on his you day. know Sam. You Aye. know Sam the man very well. Is I that do. a good signing or not, you? It's a good signing. Yeah, he could play. I liked him when he was at Hearts. And of course, missing out on KVV, as they call him. Uh, Rangers, uh, Mohamed Diomande in on loan. What about that one? I don't have a Scooby Ewan. Well, he's he's from a Dutch club. Uh, sorry, a Danish club called Neuseland. Uh, they know for Norway. No, they're from du uh, Denmark. Are they for Denmark. Uh, uh, That's in Scandinavia. Correct. Uh, there is an obligation to buy. I think it's four point two million that Rangers will have to pay in the summer. Four point two million. That is more than four million pounds. Fabio Silva from Wolves, of course, and Oscar uh, Cortez. Forward. 
Winger, from, left winger. He looked all right at the weekend. They've got a loan of him from. Oh, they've got a loan of him from Len. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Davis. Uh, he, he, he's done. He's finished. He's had a great career, the boy. And uh, yeah, he's out. Um, ben Williamson away to Hamilton. Uh, that's a big blow. Uh, Sam Lammers away to Utrecht. I mean, I think I'd have driven him there myself. <laughs> Adam Devine away to Motherwell. Aaron Lyle away to Airdrie. And Jay uh-huh. Hogarth uh, goes to uh, Sonny Dumbarton. What about Ross County? Because Derek Adams has not been a happy chappy over the last few weeks. And he's signed up with lots of people I don't even know. Um, so <laughs> Nobody knows. He signed uh, Mickey Effete from Grimsby. Uh, Grimsby, the Shrimpers, I think they're called. Um, there's certainly some sort of fishy uh, connotation there. Uh, they've got Cameron Borthwick Jackson. Uh, so good. They gave him three names. Um, signed from a team in Poland. That's actually uh, in Europe, Ewan. Slash Gerdokno. Uh, yes, that's the one. Uh, Ross Munro <laughs> has left. He's a goalkeeper. He's a way he doesn't talk. I went to primary school and high school. Uh, with a boy called Ross Munro. Uh, St Johnston, who we got here? Oh, we've got Connor Smith from Hearts. What about that one, Ewan? Yeah, that's right. Uh, um, yeah. We've got <laughs> Kim Pioca. What about Kim Pioca? What are you saying about there? Signed from AIK. Striker. Which is in Sweden. I mean, St John's been struggling for goals, so they need a striker. And um, from, from what I'm hearing, he'll, he'll be a handful. And what about the big one? They're all shook up down in St Mirren because they've signed a guy called Elvis. <laughs> from IBV. <laughs> Elvis Bumono. Aye. What yeah. about that one, eh? Yeah. Eh? Rocking around the clock. That's, that's Bill Haley. <laughs> that's Bill Haley, famously. <laughs> you could have had any Elvis pun there. But you went for Bill Haley. You've got a suspicious mind, my friend. Right. <laughs> Alex Grief away to Dundee United. <laughs> and a few other ones as well. So there we go. That wraps up the transfer window. Why is that going fucking Bill Haley? From me, Jim White, and him, Slaver and Shite. Right, let's go on and talk about the Premiership at the weekend. Oh, and let's get to the football. So, um... Oh. We'll start with the lunchtime game on Saturday, which was Aberdeen 1, Celtic 1. What a difference sacking your manager makes. Barry Robson out the door. Um, and <laughs> but having said that, though, there was no change in that first half because Aberdeen were patched. They were in the first half. Second half, much better. And Bojan Miofsky, great goal again. Turning oh. the Celtic in the defence inside out. Slotting away in the corner, almost like a trademark finish from him. Why has he not attracted more attention during this January transfer window? Like, he is here. He is... He's very, very good. His not, goal record is superb as well. Nobody bid for him. Yep. There was nobody knocking on the door for him or Shanklin. Now, I think it might have a lot to do with PPE. Breaking news. No, not PPE. Breaking news. PPV. Neil Warnock has been confirmed. Is, it, is that news? Is that news just then? Interim Aberdeen manager. Are you so sure? Till the end of the season, that has just been confirmed. Where are you seeing that? It's in my ear. Um, so let me just double check for you, because I do believe you, producer John, um, but there it is on Twitter. Neil Warnock has been appointed as our manager until the end of the season. Welcome to Aberdeen. Hashtag stand free. And it's the most mental picture of Neil Warnock with Aberdeen badge in the background. Like, doesn't that just look absolutely... It just looks bizarre. It looks bizarre. So Neil Warnock um, 
is the Aberdeen manager until the end of the season. He'll be joined alongside his assistant, Ronnie Jepson, and uh, Peter uh, Levin. Levin? Levin. Levin, aye. Uh, will continue his role as first-team coach. So That is, can I just say, that is a box office signing for Scottish football. The guy is a character, he's a personality, and I'll tell you what... He'll get a he'll get a tune out of that Aberdeen team. First match tomorrow night against Rangers will, at Ibrox. Will he manage it or will it be a watching brief? What do you think? I would imagine that he'll, he'll be in the dugout. He'll, he'll be want to be in the dugout for that one, won't he? So he says, I'm really looking forward to the challenge here at Aberdeen. I've made no secret of the fact I've always wanted to manage in Scotland. So when I spoke to Dave and Alan and they asked me to help out, it just felt like a right, a right opportunity. By all accounts, there's a good group of lads here and it's now my job to get the best out of them. Aberdeen's a big club. Clear ambition, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, so... Great Neil- appointment. It's a brilliant appointment. I'm looking forward to seeing Neil Warnock in the Scottish Premiership. Um, if I'm going to be honest, he was one of the names I wanted when the Hearts were looking for a new manager uh, before they gave it to Stephen Naismith. So, yeah, well done to Aberdeen. I think it's a really smart appointment, interim until the end of the season. They'll probably see how it goes, and if he's still up for it, he'll get. and if he does well and he's up for it, they could sign him for next season as well. I mean, do you think that... I mean, it says it's only till the end of the season, which is only what? I think it's, it's for both of them to have a look at each other. That's what it is. <clears throat> but I think... There'll be an option there, Stephen, for him to carry on if it goes well. He's also really old. He's like 76. But there was that video last night mm-hmm. of him striding through Aberdeen <laughs> Airport. <laughs> yeah, that is true. If I'm striding like that at the age of 75 mm-hmm. through any airport... I'm a happy bunny. At the age of 75, I'm expecting to get one of those beep, beep, beep buggy things to go through the airport, but he yeah. was striding through with purpose last night. So, Aberdeen fans, enjoy the rest of the season, but enjoy it by being disciplined, of course. So, yes. Neil Warnock is in at Aberdeen. Uh, big, big news this morning. Literally just breaking in the last few seconds. Uh, let's get back to the game itself on Saturday. Fair result. 1-1 was a fair result. Celtic should have been out of sight in the first half. Aberdeen were by far the better side in the second half. As you said, Miofsky goal, world-class, stunning, brilliant. Had a chance to win on a couple of occasions. Joe Hart kept them in it. Will that point be the difference at the end of the season in the title? As it could well be. Huge point. Great game. Thoroughly enjoyed that. I thought it was a fair result. So, moving on to the match at three o'clock. Rangers, obviously, with a wee bit of wind in their sails after that result that Celtic had picked up at Petodre. Aye, but it took them 40 minutes. And they were taking on Livingston. So Livingston registered an XG of zero. They did not. They had zero shots on goal. No corners. No corners, no nothing. It was total domination from Rangers. And it was a comfortable 3-0 win in the end. So job done, as far as Philip Clement is concerned. 34 shots on goal for Rangers. They only scored a three. Now, this league title race... Who knows? But if it goes to goal difference, Rangers have probably missed an opportunity there to pile on the goals against Livingston. Um, it was, I mean, it was just a matter of time. I know there's a lot of controversy surrounding the first goal, which we'll get to yes. with VARWTF. But look, it was uh, see see when Aberdeen have drawn against Celtic, Rangers couldn't have handpicked a better game to try and get the. You three know what points. I'm confused about though, because you always say that Rangers uh, Aberdeen only try against Rangers. So how did they manage to get a draw against Celtic on Saturday? What happened there then? Yeah, it was it was unusual to see Aberdeen actually turn up, especially in that second half, and nearly win it. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure they'll turn up tomorrow night against Rangers. Well, they've just appointed Neil Warnock. Uh, I mean, the, 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 he will not stand for them, not giving it their best shot. 
I tell you what, you want to put it against Aberdeen coming away with something tomorrow. Well, be Aberdeen are unbeaten against Rangers, Rangers in, the league, yeah. in the league. Anyway. anyway, so yeah, it was easy for Rangers. I mean, I mean, it's, Silva, it's, it's, Matondo and uh, Todd Cantwell pulling out his uh, big match uh, performance again against bottom of the table, Livingston. You can only score the goals against the teams that you are up against and he scored a good goal. Yeah, yeah, he did, yeah. Aye. Uh, what I will say is, uh, can you believe this, that Rangers are going to go into that game tomorrow night knowing if they win by three goals to nil, they'll go top of the league ahead of Celtic playing Hibs, which is just crazy. I think it's, uh, I mean, considering where Rangers were, I mean, it's it really has been quite I don't even think. I don't think Rangers are that great. I was actually, I, I, I read a wee bit with um, Ali McCoyst earlier on, and he was, we were talking about something else, but he was saying about Celtic and Rangers in general, mm-hmm. and he was saying that, he thinks that both teams are, quote, bang average this season. They are. I don't think there's much between them. No. And, sh- and from a Celtic point of view, like all the Celtic fans and Brendan Rodgers, there should be a big gap between Celtic and Rangers. Yes. Given 100%. The, what's happened over the last few years. Finances so. and everything, yeah. Yeah, so comfortable win for Rangers on Saturday. And as uh, Ewan says, they can go top tomorrow night if they thump Aberdeen. But Neil Warnock has just been appointed as Aberdeen manager till the end of the season. An interesting one. I what might, is going I, on at I'm going, I, Do you know what I might do? I might follow up my pals who have got a box at Ibrox. I might actually try and get myself into that box because I really want to see Neil Warnock on the touchline tomorrow night at Ibrox. And you can wear your Rangers top in that as well. I don't have one of them, yeah, mate. No, do you want to come with me if I get an invite? No, no. It's just Neil Warnock's opening game. It's on the telly. It's on the telly? Yes. All oh, right, I don't need to go then. Right, okay, fair enough. Can I, I've also got pals who have got a box at Celtic. Can I just put that on? Right, right, put, very good. Hibs, I've not won in six matches, and oh, uh, it, was, it was a shocking performance on Saturday. First of all, though, I would say congratulations to St Mirren. Outstanding. Great performance. They are back on track after a wee dodgy spell there. Uh, looking good for the top six, obviously, and uh, a thumping win against Hibs at Easter Road. So they remain fifth at St Mirren and just basically dominated Hibs all over the pitch. Game was over in the first half, 3-0 up. Could have been four in that first half. Hibs just were not at the races. And pressure on the manager, pressure on the team. I I wanted to ask you about that, right? So obviously, yes, there will be pressure because they've not won in six matches, but... A lot of draws in there, Stephen. They're not winning many games. They can't keep sacking managers. No, no, I'm not suggesting for a second they sack him. They've got to stick with him. There's a whole new... There's a load of signings I've just turned up there as well, so they've got to give the boy time. It doesn't help when hearts are flying and are so far well, they, ahead exactly they've got Stephen Naismith in charge I mean when you appoint a top quality manager like that I mean that's what you come to yeah, expect very good I love the sarcasm oozing out of your mouth what, um, do, you, but, what, what do you mean um, Hibs though um, you've got to stick with Montgomery uh, listen <clears throat> St Mirren were very good and that was a bad day at the office what sort of Hibs will turn up against Celtic on Wednesday well only time will tell Celtic coming to that game under a lot of pressure the fans are not happy Hibs are going to that game with a lot of pressure. The fans are not happy. So that's that's a cracking game at Easter Road. Yeah, that is. So well done to St Mirren. Hibs struggling again. We'll leave Hearts uh, for a second. Let's get to Motherwell. Kilmarnock 1-1 on Saturday. Derek McInnes saying that he was fairly disappointed not to come away with all three, but probably a draw was a fair result. Draw was a fair end. result. Not much in it. Only one win in 19 still for Motherwell. Yeah. So still not going that well. Theo Bear is sort of... Uh, Banging in the goals. 
What's that? Like seven goals for him now? Yeah. That's not bad at all. St. Johnson, we regret letting him go. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Kilmarnock, uh, only three shots on goal on Saturday, but they did sign Kevin Van Veen, so they'll be hoping for a wee bit of magic from him when he eventually settles in. Elsewhere, it was a big game at the bottom of the table, Ross County versus St. Johnston, and St. Johnston came out on top. Now, I didn't see Derek Adams' interview after the game. Very positive. And I, really? I, yeah, he was. And I thought Ross County were lucky to lose that game. They deserve something out of it. But St. Johnson, one of their new signings that you mentioned there, well, that Jim White mentioned earlier, yeah. scored the winning goal, but Ross County created a good few chances. We're unlucky not to get something from it. Here's something for you. Since Craig Levine was appointed St. Johnston manager, and I saw this on uh, Twitter last night from at St. Johnston fans. Yeah. Um, since Craig Levine took charge, St. Johnston have played 13 matches and gained 19 points. Okay. Great return. Only Kilmarnock, Celtic, Hearts and Rangers have gained more points than that. That is brilliant. So, I mean, I know it's a wee bit of nonsense, like, you know, if the season started when Craig Levine took took over, they'd be fifth in the table. It doesn't work like that. But it does show you that before Mm. that, I mean, they were, they looked doomed. We were all saying that. Yeah. And there you go. Craig Levine's just organised them. They're playing, they're playing defensively really, really good. They've got that low block in there. They're hitting on the counter. And when they get a chance to take it, and then they hold on. They're not scoring bags of goals, but they're difficult to beat. And they're difficult to break down. Also, He's got them well organised. Also, what I noticed as well in the Craig Levine uh, SPFL Premiership table that we might just refer to from now on, um, Hearts have gained the same amount of points as Rangers yeah. in that time. Yeah. 34 points from 14 matches. It's phenomenal. I mean, it's literally phenomenal. What's, and to think... This? Had they listened to you, and not, Stephen can, Naismith... Not just me. Stephen Naismith. Predominantly you. Not only would Stephen Naismith be out of job, Lauren Shanklin would have signed for Rangers as well. So are you going to apologise, no, firstly? apologise. Apologise in that no, camera. I'm not apologising, To Stephen ask, Naismith. Stop, why why are you not apologising? Every other week you're asking me to apologise for something or... Because what? you keep saying stupid things. I don't say stupid things. You I wanted say, Stephen Naismith sacked about five times this season already. And third's done. Right, can, can we just look at the positives here? I'm, I, I just said the positive. Right. 14 okay. matches, yeah, 34 tw- points we're, we're in the Craig Levine table. We're 12 clear of Kilmarnock, who are in fourth... And we're only 10 points behind Rangers who are in second. That's two more points than Celtic have picked up in the same period. And you wanted Stephen Naismith sacked as soon as about four weeks ago. Okay, So for me, and this is quite a big statement, having played only 24 games out of a 38-game season, but for me, that's it done. Third place is over. It's done. So, it's over. Okay, right. If you're not, not, if, we if don't you, look behind us now. It's all about looking ahead. If you're not going to apologise to Stephen Naismith... No, no, it's fine. I'm not, if you're not going to apologise to Stephen Naismith, you're going to say congratulations to Stephen Naismith, securing third place after go. 21 games. Stephen Naismith, Hart Midlothian manager, you've done a tremendous job in the last 14 games and uh, well done to you... And the Craig Levine table. And uh, well done to you, to the backroom staff and the players for securing third spot and also getting us third spot because that's it done. It's dusted. It's over. It's com- it's com- admission complete. Now let's see if we can close the gap on the big two and let's see improvement there. So um, I need to go and put my heart's jersey on because I need to do a happy dance because we've finished in third place. Right. So see while I go and change it my heart's gear. Can you just do me a wee favour? Yeah. Can you look up the league table 
the final league table from last season and tell me how many points Hearts were behind right. uh, Rangers. Because so, uh, I want to see improvement there this year. Currently, Hearts are 10 points behind Rangers. They have played a game more. I mean, you must be thinking, though, yeah. the start of the season when Hearts lost to Dundee, oh. St Mirren. You know, you're, you're, you're right in front of the camera again. Oh, sorry. There we are. That's better. Um, why are you taking your jeans off? No, I'm not taking my jeans off. That's really weird, Ewan. You, you don't need to take. You don't need to take your jeans off. Are those Y fronts? I didn't think people wore them anymore. That's, that's really odd. Oh, right. That's hey, really, go on. Is that a thong? Oh, no, turn back around. Turn back go around. Go on, just go on. So, I can tell you that last season. Yeah. Hearts finished 38 points behind Rangers. Did we? Was it yeah. that much? Rangers had 92 points and Hearts had 54. And see the season before when we finished third, the season before when we finished Jesus third. Christ, man. No, but so, but okay, we had a bad season last year because Aberdeen finished third. Go and check the season before. I'm not a skivvy. No, but just, just get changed. I want to see improvement. Just check. Well, there clearly is improved. You've got 45 points already and you only got 54 the entire yeah, last know, but season. see the year that we finished third, the year before. Right. Right. So how many points were we behind at the end of the season when we finished third and Rangers were second? You were 38 points behind. Oh, 28 points. 28 points behind. 28 so points behind. we're 10 behind now, so there's already improvement there and I would like to hope, and I think we will finish... Right, get the dance. Uh, yeah, keep going. Get the music, get the dance. Let's get over with. Is this the last time you're going to do it until the end of the season? They are. See that 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 joke. That joke. No, I, I agree. It's not funny. It's not funny anymore. Producer it's not John. funny because like. And I, can you go in the wide shot in the camera because you can just see my crotch? <laughs> I there hate it when people call you Jambo Bear as well. Like yeah. I, I really do hate that. Right, so happy dance because we finished third in the league. That's brilliant. And now we've got our eyes on Rangers and Celtic. Go. Glorious hearts, we finished third in the league. We've now got our eyes on the big two to close the gap this year. You should have rhymed eyes, eyes with, with prize. prize. Oh, yeah, got our eyes on the prize. Yeah. Brilliant, well done, hearts finishing third. Brilliant season. Right, let's catch Rangers and Celtic. Big comeback on Saturday as well. Lauren Shanklin, the man who you said would not be at Hearts coming the end of the transfer window. Of that course, was what was, was expected, so shut your face. Was at Hearts at the end of the transfer window and scored twice on Saturday. Cracking third goal oh, as third well. goals are beauty. And, uh, yeah, what's he up to for the season? Something like 19, 20 goals? Top something goal like that, scorer. yeah. He's the best Absolutely. In the right, uh, no games in the Championship at the weekend, uh, so we can all move on. <laughs> no, 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 no. No. Nah. <laughs> I'll do the round-up for the Championship. Right, go for it. Uh, the Championship. Uh, Producer John. Yo. How you doing, mate? You all right? I'm, I'm great, uh, Yeah, well, we'll talk about Falkirk in a second. Oh, no, but um, that, um, The Championship. So, Morton are now 12 games unbeaten mm. and they're into the playoff places. What mm. a season Morton are having. They're doing very um, well. Very well. And Morton 
I mean, they were at East End Park. Oh, was that who they, were, who they played on Dunfermline? Dunfermline, yeah. Stephen oh. Mills' team. Stephen Mills' team, Dunfermline, were at home to oh, Morton. What was the score you in? Hold on a wee second. I need to go through this list. Oh, uh, one, two. Oh, three. I see that Air got beaten off Dundee United, so that means. Yeah, that's right. So Dundee, Dundee United are four yeah. points clear at the yeah. top. And Dun- oh, Queen's Park. Callum Davidson's got Queen's Park going well, yeah. hasn't he? Danny and Wilson, former Hearts and Rangers yeah, player, yeah, turned three up. Three wins out of four for Callum Davidson yeah. in Queen's Park. Now, he's doing a decent job there. I mean, they're. they're, they're they think they'll be safe yeah. John if I were you season. I'd shut your fucking mouth because <laughs> what? you don't know what's coming next <laughs> so, <laughs> so Air United and Scott Brown I can get on with you right, Air United and Scott Brown I mean they, they, they started really well they went 1-0 up against Dundee mm-hmm. United and then yeah. Dundee United that's what champions are made for they, they, they won it late and they're going to win the league so there's no doubt about that they, they play Wraith Rovers next as well so, Mort, so Morton jumped to fourth with yes. their victory against Unfermline mm-hmm. Dunfermline have dropped to eighth, and they're only a point off eight, the relegation playoff. One point, yeah, yeah. Isn't and they one lost point. by unbelievably five goals. What? To, uh, yeah, they lost five no, goals. No, not Dunfermline. Yeah, they lost five. No, goals to, at home. That, you're talking rubbish. Five, you. and, do you know what? Five nil at, at home. home. I mean, it's embarrassing. Oh. If I if if I was a Dunfermline fan, mm. I wouldn't be showing my face today. And look at that face over there. Look at that face over there of a Dunfermline fan who's turned up the day after a defeat like that. Well, why would I not turn up? Right. Oh, by the way, see, before we go any further, John, John, I've got a couple of questions for you, mate, right? Yeah. Right. Um, what was the, the 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 name of that boy band um, with abs and all that in it from the nineties? Oh, um, five. Oh, that's right. Oh. Uh, well, Stephen, maybe you can help me here. There's that eighties uh, pop group um, that sang "Rain or Shine." System addict. Oh yeah, uh, go fuck yourself. Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah, yeah. So the family got pumped on Saturday. Smelling good. John, John, John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many fingers do you have on your right hand? Well, it's for folk. I know so. I was going to come around. I was going to. I mean, that was a dodgy five. one. It could be anything. It could be eight. You know, it could be three. <laughs> Um, What's better than a four-star hotel? A five-star hotel. I love five-star hotels. Don't you love five-star hotels? I do, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those books, Stephen, um, the famous blank, uh, fill in the blank. Enid Boynton done them. Yeah, the famous Ah. famous blank, the famous bar. It's on the tip of my tongue. The famous famous wank. Oh, is it five, Ewan? The famous famous alliterate, you see, it was yeah. the Secret Seven, it was the famous alliterate. Yeah, sad. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, how are you feeling, Stephen, after that pumping on Saturday? Oh, shite, obviously. And you're only a point off that relegation playoff now. In all seriousness. You worried? Our ne- yeah, our next two games are against Queen's Park at home and our both at home. Huge. So two massive matches coming up. Um, I, I, I think I still think James McPake is the right person. There were Dunfermline fans calling for his head at the weekend. No, totally, and I, I, I was expecting that, but I think it's probably a wee bit premature just now. Ha, I would... Has he got enough credit in the bank, Jink, Stephen? Where when the league is, you know, the problem is it's injuries, I, and I've got yeah. to give him that. There's a lot of injuries. I mean, in that the team. two there was two goals in particular he lost at the weekend that were dreadful. I yeah. wouldn't know because I didn't watch the highlights. Oh, so I, I, I'll, I'll um, show you them. <laughs> no, it's all right. Um, but yeah, I think there's we've still got major injury problems. Um, still got you know seven, eight, nine players out, and it's it's really hurting us just now. Hopefully, we'll begin to get players back over the next two to three weeks, and uh, we'll begin to pick up a wee bit of form. Because you know, look at that. If we win 
three matches. Oh, if, see if you win those next two games. <laughs> if we win three matches, we'll be, in, to... we'll be in the playoffs. Yes. So, like, it's it's not disaster zone just yet, but we do need to start picking up some results. And the next two matches are huge because we're playing the two teams uh, below us in the table as well. And they're but both no, at home. They're both at East End. So I think like, I think it's far too premature to be calling for James McPake to go at this moment in time. It's the first time he's actually had a really difficult period and I think it would be... I think he's got enough credit in the bank right. that he should get time to turn it around. If you pick up just one point out your next six, are oh, questions I, I being think, asked? Oh, yeah, 100%. Aye, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So um, that was a championship. What about League One, Stephen? Yeah, League One will actually... I'll take over for this bit because there was a few League One matches at but the weekend. Falkirk, didn't they play in League One at the weekend? They didn't. Where were they playing at the weekend? They were playing in Europe. Oh, they were playing in Europe. They, they were playing, playing a Europe. Welsh team. Now, now, playing yeah. cha- Champions League contenders at the weekend. Yeah, exactly. So, playing. like, uh, just remind me, John, I mean, how many European matches have Falkirk played as a club? Uh, Is it, I th- oh, I'll tell you the answer's two. Uh, uh, well, in the history, in the history, the entire in history, the history of Falkirk Football Club, they've only played two games in Europe. And do you know what happened in that particular tie? I'll tell you who they were playing. Who were they playing, John? I, I can't remember. They were playing FC Vaduz of Liechtenstein. Right. Oh, thanks for that. Mate. So they got put out by mm. Vaduz, becoming the first ever British team to lose to a Liechtenstein team ever, ever. And that's their only two European matches. So I thought I'd be generous on the podcast. And since they were playing a Welsh team on Saturday night, I thought, well, that kind of counts as a European match. It does. So how did you get on on Saturday night, John? <laughs> yeah, John, how did you get on on Saturday night? Because I know you were there. I mean, because you it was at Falkirk and you Aye. were playing a team from Wales. Yes. I mean, they don't even like football in Wales. No, they're they're not. In, I mean, they'd have been watching the fucking rugby right, on right, Saturday right, night. Right, right. Okay, they were they are one of the only unbeaten teams, much like ourselves, left in the UK. But it's, it's not what we're asking. We're asking what was the score. What was the score? We, we, we lost 1-0. You one lost 1-0 to a Welsh team at, at home. Yes. You were playing some... Uh-huh. I mean, what were they even called? Like, the the Gwent Dragons or something? Or? <laughs> the New Saints. Oh, the new yeah, Saints. the New Saints. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, big club, that. Oh, apparently. they're, they're uh-huh. you know, big big European contenders. So, if we're adding that to your European record, mm. so the no, two, we, uh, the two that. games that we mentioned there, so that's two, add one, that's three. So, can we, we, can you, we add you've Ajax lost two of those Ajax. three matches, so that mm. would be 66% loss. No, but we had the friendly record. against Ajax, and that means... That doesn't count. That doesn't, we beat Ajax. It's not, it's, not, it's, not, it's not a competitive game. Competitive matches, John. Come on. That so that's your European record. So you've got a 66% losing record to teams from Liechtenstein... And Wales. And Wales. We beat Sligo Rovers. Add that. Sligo Rovers? Aye. What are you on about? Ah, shut up, John. Anyway, it wasn't a good night for Falkirk. It wasn't a good night for Falkirk. No. They lost. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Dunfermline have a 50% winning record in the European and matches. And I wouldn't count out Hamilton catching you, by the way, because they had a good win at the weekend. 20, 26 mm. European matches, 13 wins for Dunfermline. Well, That's done. great. Yeah. Uh, Hamilton winning away from home against Inform Queen of the South. That was a huge win for Hamilton. Got to the semi-finals of the Cup Winners Cup ones yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, uh, Falkirk's still in top. Quarter-finals of the UEFA Cup as well. Uh, no. Go to League Two. Uh, yes, well, let's go to League Two. Oh, uh, Joe Biden. Oh, Joe. Is Joe here? It's Joe time, Joe it's time. Joe time. Right, okay, let's cross live to the White House and hear from Mr. President. It's Joe Biden, everyone. Hey, guys, great to see my wee pal and Warriors legend Jose last week, but it's good to have you back, Stephen. How did Dunfermline get on at the weekend? <laughs> Fuck anyway, off, Joe. it's all about League Two. 
and it can't be long now until Stenosim are crowned champions. Yeah. We went 15 points clear after went over Dumbarton. Yeah. Joby McCall managed to get a draw against the fish lovers Peter Head, and there were very little goals anywhere at the weekend. Bonnie Rig Rose and Stranraer had a no-score draw. Forfa beat Spartans 1-0, and Elgin beat East Fife 1-0 as well. Anyway, better scapper as World War III might kick off any minute now. Better not happen until Stenny win the league. See you in the next one, homies. See you later, Joe, and uh, hopefully you can sort out all the stuff uh, with World War Three as well. And can somebody just say to him it's Elgin and not Elgin? Right, listen, he's old. Like, we'll Let him off. We'll rock it. He may be dead this time next week. Right, let's move on to VRWTF. And chat through some of the Scottish Premiership VAR shambles at the weekend. So it's time to look over to the monitor and find out whether they got them right or not. Let's start with Aberdeen versus Celtic. Stevie McLean uh, was in charge there. Lewis Palmer's goal ruled out for offside in the first half. Correct decision. Okay, Rangers versus... Wait, no, no, no. You missed, John, you missed the Naroki challenge on Miofsky for a second yellow. Oh, yes. Yes, I did see that. But you can't go to VAR for a Yeah, no, card. but... Um, oh, nah, 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 yeah, you John, can. John, John does make a good point. You it, can't use VAR for a, second, so, for a second yellow. But he got extremely lucky there. Yeah. I mean, I, that, that's a... He should have been off. I agreed with Chris Sutton at the time. He was very lucky, uh, very lucky not to get a second yellow, but what I would say, caveat to that, Who's the referee? Stephen McLean. I don't think his first yellow was a yellow. Right. So it balanced itself out. But that's not how you... I know. If you've given a yellow, you have to give the second yellow. Of course. I know yeah. I know that's the right thing you do, and he was lucky to stay on the pitch. He was very lucky, but as John rightly points out, you can't go to VAR for yellow yes. card decisions. John actually knows something. Uh, exactly, yes. Uh, Rangers versus Livingston. John Beaton was in charge. Uh, lots of controversy about the first mm. goal. Uh, Connor Goldson, high foot on Carson. Um, I thought... I thought Goldson and Rangers were lucky there. I think there should have been a free kick given. Personally, I think I, was, the boy, you see the boy's thigh? I looked at his thigh. It's, his thigh was scratched to buggery from the, 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 the studs of uh, Goldson. The, the fact that they checked the goal and looked at that and thought, oh no, that's not a foul. Yeah, it's a foul. It's, it's a, a foul. foul. I mean... It wouldn't have made a difference. It wouldn't have made a difference. Rangers still won the game. But it's still, like, I can totally understand why David Martindale was yeah. right. Because had they got to half time, but, yeah, you know, it would have maybe mm-hmm. created a wee bit more. But I mean, Rangers probably would have still won in the end. But yeah, I mean, that, that was definitely a foul. So, I thought it was a foul. I so, agree. Incorrect decision uh, for VAR at the weekend on that one. Hibbs versus Samarin. Willie Collum, handball decision. Easy decision. Against Hibbs. He gave it straight away. He was in a really good position, to be fair to Willie Collum. Gave it. Penalty, yeah. stroked away, no problems No problems there. there. Dundee versus Hearts. That's now, not a penalty. Graham uh, Granger, uh, Tony Dock was not happy after the game. It was a handball against Lee Ashcroft. Now, we've spoken about handballs a million times yeah. on this podcast, it feels like. How's that a penalty? Listen, I'm a Hearts fan. I'll take it, but it's never a penalty. Like, see, so- see, if, see if that is given against me. I am raging. He is clearly trying to protect himself. He's trying to pull the way. He's I mean, tra- his hands here. He's, he's trying to protect himself. He goes like that, yeah, and hand. it's it's a he's, ludicrous he's turn, decision. He's, he's turning and his hands out a wee bit, and it strikes his hand. It's not a penalty. I mean, only Shanklin claimed for it because he hits the shot, but I didn't think it was a penalty. Listen, Hart's got lucky there, but the referee's got that wrong. And not it, not a good weekend. For VAR, I mean, but, but see the thing is, old. See that decision there. The VAR must have thought 
there wasn't a big enough mistake there for him to ask to go and see it again the monitor. It's a, but it's, it's, it's a clear and obvious error because I, it's not a penalty. But I think VR considered it not to be clear and obvious. Whereas, Steve, it's my team that benefited from it. I'm agreeing with you. It's not a penalty. It was a big point in the game because so, we're so on, both occasions bo- both occasions right because I've obviously decided that because John Beaton didn't go across to the monitor and look at the Connor Goldson one no. but I'm sure if he had he'd be like oh, that's a foul but as I'm saying on both occasions the VAR officials decided How it's not, it clear, not and clear and obvious clear and obvious error when the direct result of it leads to a goal I, no I you're, you're you're preaching to the converted yeah I know I, I, I think I think when you listen I'm a hearts man we've benefited from that and it's a big point in the game because we're 2-1 down. Of course, yeah. We're 2-1 down. That game turns it. Momentum's with us and we go on and win it. So I understand the frustrations of Dundee, but also at the same time, get it right up, yes. So nothing doing <laughs> in Motherwell, Kilmarnock, Ross County, St Johnston. I can't really think of anything. No, John, was there nothing? So, nothing, nothing. Uh, right, okay. Uh, let's move on to start subsell. This has been going for a couple of weeks. Uh, so a couple of weeks ago, it was classic cartoon characters and uh, you got in touch. So it was start subsell. Out of Inspector Gadget, Top Cat, and Roadrunner. Who did I go for again? I can't remember. Who did I uh, go for again? says... Oh, I went Roadrunner because of his pace. Start Top Cat all day, every day. Bench Roadrunner and sell Gadget. Sorry, he's got to go. Dave says, start Top Cat. He'd pull the strings from the middle of the park. A feline Pirlo. Uh, bench <laughs> Inspector Gadget. Versatility could play in a number of different positions. And sell Roadrunner. Loads of speed and no end product. A.K.A. Martin Boyle. Oh, controversial. According to Dave. Uh, Graham says, start Inspector Gadget. Can pull a trick or two out uh, when needed. Sub Roadrunner. Injection of pace late on in the match and sell top cat full of himself and lazy expect those around him to do the hard work <laughs> uh, Barca Bear uh, says start inspector gadget has loads of trick in his arsenal uh, tricks in his arsenal I should say uh, sub top cat as he would take the mickey out of officer Dibble in the VAR room and get you a late penalty if needed and sell roadrunner as he's scared of a challenge uh, another Dave says sell gadget if a cyborg played in Scotland it would be guaranteed to malfunction every single game uh, start top cat everyone thinks he's a dick but he's the kind of dick you'd grow to love in your team with levels of shithousery I agree with that as well sub roadrunner Roadrunner, great to cause havoc late on. Um, so there we are. Um, elsewhere, uh, John says, start Roadrunner. Speed is vital in the modern game and he's a pain in the arse to the opposition. Sub-Inspector Gadget, very versatile and could come on to close out a victory and sell Top Cat too full of himself and would cause disruption in the dressing room. You chose Top Cat as well. I ch- that, that, to start him. I mean, that's what, you chose him and started him last yeah, two weeks ago. And it, like everyone's saying... Just a pain in the arse. He just full of himself. You don't need that in a fucking dress. He's a room. leader. Nah. He's a. You need leaders nah. out there. Um, what else have we got? PMAC B, Inspector Gadget starts, got loads of tricks under his hat, might not always work at first, but with his team he wins in the end. Uh, Roadrunner is sub to come on later with his pace and sell top cat. A big head who declares himself a leader but gets everyone else to do the <laughs> See, work. I told you. Uh, Alan says start Roadrunner, sub top cat, uh, bring him on in the last 10 minutes and sell Inspector Gadget because he's fucking weird. <laughs> um, JR says start Roadrunner, he would run around all day and not be tired, never get tackled by anyone. Uh, Especially that pesky coyote. Uh, Sub Inspector Gadget has ingenuity and gadgets would frustrate any team and sell Top Cat. He's too smart mouthed. Can't keep his gob shut. 10 red cars a season for him. So the votes are in. So based on your votes, this is the result. Start. Roadrunner. That's my one. Sub Inspector Gadget. Producer John. And Ben Top Cat.
Exactly. That's that's about right for me. So there we are. So start sub sell is done for this week. For next week, oh, it's a good one. This we have a big one. Now I'm not sure if James, uh, I'm not sure if John's got the music. Um, I don't know if you could maybe get that uh, in the yeah, next sort music, of like John. 15 seconds. So the concept of start sub sell is you need to look at the three individuals that we have chosen yeah. and you need to decide their place in the squad, whether they are a guaranteed starter, whether they are on the bench... Super sub. ..or whether they are going to be sold. He's got it. And for this week... Hit the music, John. Yeah. We've decided to go with this. Bonds. James Bonds. James Bonds. Start, sub, sell. Yeah. It's a good one. And I think... Let's cut out all this shite. Timothy Dalton. We're no one him. Pierce Brosnan. See, Timothy Dalton for me, he's number two on my list of all time great Bonds. Brosnan is underrated with Bond, by the way. Brosnan I, is I, underrated. Pierce Brosnan I, I, films are honking. Goldeneye is one of the best Bond films. No, 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 it's not. Goldeneye is one of the best Bond films. You think that because the game was no, good? No, no, no. The, the you think that because the game was good? It's not. I loved the game on the N64. Goldeneye N64 it was at the time a remarkable game and ahead of its time the film is average the film is no at best at best it's average at best it's the best Brosnan film because the rest of them are beyond shit. I found him smarmy beyond smarmy he would lick lick himself if he could he had I didn't like him at all I didn't like any of the Bond movies that he was in I couldn't stand him I remember when he was in Remington Steel and he was shite then and then he turns (laughs) up and he does Bond and he's shite in Bond so do not dare pick Pierce Brosnan right well the three I was going to go for you can only pick one we're all picking one each oh right okay we're picking one each like we did with the cartoon characters right okay well I'll let you go first Uh, for me for me, there is no doubt about it. Daniel Craig has been the best Bond. Okay. And then, uh, I, and again, it's Sean Connery. I mean, somebody's going to go Sean Connery between you two, but I think he's been pish as well. I think he was a poor actor. I never rate Sean Connery as an actor. Star Shop Shell. I think that uh, you, you'd be watching <laughs> him in Red, The Hunt for Red October. Yeah. Sure. The only movie I actually quite liked him in was the Indiana Jones film. What was it? The Last Crusade. What about, what about Highlander where he played a Spanish uh, swordsman? Nah, I thought nah. I lost you, boy. No. Nah. So for me, for me, I'm going with Daniel. Craig is my choice. Right, John, on you go. Who are you going for? Ah, oh, great. Well, I, I, since Brosnan's been blackballed, and I don't, no, no, please, won't get no, any. No, well, I said, just going to get a pile on if I no, go for Brosnan. Well, there, might not for Brosnan. <laughs> there might be loads of people. Right, I'm like, going to right. Right. Put him in. Put him in. Some no, 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 right, no. Wait, who are you going for, John? I'll go Corey. Right, you go. You go. I'll go for the Scott because he's Scott. So right, okay, fair enough. I think that's fine. And I think, in my opinion, the top three Bonds are. Daniel Craig, mm-hmm. Sean Connery, and Roger Moore. Oh, I can't stand Roger Moore. He's dead. You can't say that. I can. He was shite. He had the eyebrow, though. He had the eyebrow. Mm-hmm. Money, Penny. Are you going for Roger Moore? Yeah. Uh, go, and, go and change Sean to Piers Brosnan, because everyone's just going to go, Sean no, is too predictable. Yeah, we can't No, well, this is, Sean th- this is why you, you've had your open forum to say why Daniel Craig, you would start him, presumably. Yeah. Who you subbing and selling between Moore and Connery. I'm subbing Moore and selling Connery. You're, you're, you're selling Connery. Yeah, selling I, think, I genuinely think he's an awful actor. But he's not as good as Roger. Nah. And I can't stand Roger either. So it's an easy decision. I mean, so I'd, I'd sell them both. You're shubbing, shubbing Roger. <laughs> <laughs> you're selling Sean. 
Shelly of Shelly Sean. Starting Daniel. Craig. <laughs> <laughs> what about John? Uh, yeah, I'm going to. Do you know what? Actually, I'm going to start Daniel Craig. I've been thinking about it. He's better. It. You said Sean. <laughs> I, know, but, I know, but he'd pick Craig. I thought I lost you, boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm going, to, I'm going to start with Craig. He, he was good, wasn't he? He was so and good. Th- that terrible quantum of souls from that was that awful. was shite. That yeah. was shite. Uh, but I go. Let's go, Craig to start. Start Craig. Sean for shop. Shopping Sean. <laughs> Shopping Sean. Shopping Sean. Shopping Sean. Shopping Sean. Shopping Sean. And uh, I'll sell more. Yeah, sell more. Uh, I will go for the following. This will be interesting because he's third on your list. I think. That you're not putting Moore in at the start because he's third on your actual list. What do you mean he's third on the actual list? You said that he's third best Bond on your list. No, I said he was in the top three. That's what I said. Okay. But I'd probably start Daniel Craig. (laughs) (laughs) I'd start Daniel Craig. I would... Oh... I'd shub Roger. <laughs> you sub Roger? And are I'd, you selling Connery? I'd shell Sean because oh his my. films are shite. <laughs> <laughs> I, so I wow. watched all the all the Bond films were on Amazon Prime. Last That's right. Year. That's right. And I sat and watched them all, not back to back because I've got life. Over but a period you, of time. Over a period of time, I watched them all. The Connery films are on the whole pretty. Pish. They're, they're poor. Thunderball. Oh. Th- Thunderball's quite good. I quite like Thunderball. But a but lot you, of that, like... Goldfinger. See, no, no, wait, wait. Here, here's a problem. Uh, here's, I think Thunderball, Goldfinger, yes. Right, well, but here, here's the issue with the Bond movies, starring Sean Connery. There are some iconic moments, and that's it. There's an iconic moment in each of the movies. But the actual movie in duration, when you sat there, sit there and watch it for two hours, it's an awful experience. Oh, the Goldfinger nonsense. Goldfinger's one of the best I, Bonds. I, 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 think, I think Goldfinger is good, and I think Thunderball's quite good. Uh, Roger Moore... <laughs> Again, there's moments in I think of Utah Kill is Utah actually quite good. Very good. Um, is that with Grace Jones? Yeah, yeah, but some of these other ones are honking. Timothy Dalton. They tried to go down that sort of Miami Vice sort of road uh, with a couple of his films as they well. They did. That was that style. Aye, that sort of. Late, I liked late. it because it was more the Bond I would expect, more grittier, yeah. dirty. It was a bit PC. Did they not try and make Timothy Dalton a bit too PC as well? Yeah, it was. It, I did like Dalton. Listen to John. Brexit means Brexit. James Bond's got all Right, one more question, right before we move on. Best Bond song. Oh, what is the best Bond song for me? For me, I mean, I absolutely adore License to Kill by Gladys Knight. Got a license to kill. Boom, boom. That's great. I love Duran Duran yeah, and A View to a Kill. Nobody absolutely does it better. Epic. Carly Simon, there we go. That's not bad. And Aha mm-hmm. is an absolutely epic tune as well. So what are you going for? Uh, I'll probably go with Gladys Knight and A License to Kill. I'm not that keen on the Sam Smith one, The Writings on the Wall. No, what was that? The Writings yeah, on the Wall. Yeah. I thought Adele's version was all right. Skyfall, that was not bad. Chris yeah, Cornell, by yeah. the way, mm. underrated. The you know name. One. Yeah. Yeah. Shirley Manson not do one as well? Garbage. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's The World is Not Enough. That's not bad. No. Mm. I'd probably go with the Carly Simon one. Nobody does it better. Nobody does it better. Yeah. 
What was the Sheena Easton one again? Uh, for your eyes only. Oh, yeah. For your eyes only. <laughs> Lou Lloyd obviously you. did uh, The Man with the Golden Gun. Now, there's a good Bond wrote Moore film. The Man with the Golden Gun is tremendous. What mm. song did Lulu sing? The Man with the Golden the Gun. The Man with the Golden Gun. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> not great. literally just said that. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, there you go. Anyway, so uh, for next week, it's Bonds. It's Sean Connery. It's Roger Moore. It's Daniel Craig. Start, sub, sell. You get to decide. At Big Football, Scott is how you get in touch we'll stick out a post later on the week make sure you follow us there on Twitter X whatever it's called uh, Facebook and Instagram as well and of course you can search for Clyde One Super Scoreboard on YouTube subscribe to our page and make sure you listen to the guys every single weeknight as well your only place in Scotland to have your say on all the big topics across Scottish football on 01419511025 on Clyde One on FM in Glasgow in the West and on digital and your smart speaker as well and then on Saturday We've got the big Saturday football show, myself and you and Cameron, on the air from 2 o'clock on 4th 1, West FM, TFM, MFR and North Sound 1. Keeping you up to date with everything that's happening throughout the afternoon with former Hibs and Aberdeen striker Steve Cowan. Join us then. Right, Jose! Jose! Okay. Right, let's give the main man a call and see how his week's been since uh, all the feedback he's had on the podcast. Hopefully he answers. It's a wee bit late today. Um, somebody... Uh, um, Hello? Jose! Jose! How are you? Very well, thank you, Steve, my man. Thank you so much for uh, winning the quiz last week and being amazing, by the way. I shame myself, by the way. Sweat like a cat there, but <laughs> You were amazing. I went back and watched it. I thought you were class. You dedicated to me as well. I really appreciate it, Jose. Thank you. You and I love you, my man. You know I love you, pal. But... What? What are you saying? You're cutting out, Jose. Say, you and I love you very much, my man, but I win. Yeah, he right, did, okay, he, shut up. He, he, did, he did win. And, and listen, it was great. By the way, the feedback that we've had... Oh, the love, yeah. Absolutely. The the most amount of love for anyone that we've ever had in this podcast, Jose. Oh, thank you so much, guys. Thank and, you. And I also got messages from people who've been approaching you in the street and asking you to say the name of that new Rangers player and what club he was coming from. A lot of people send me a message. I can't... You and I can't say that name, man. <laughs> <laughs> so many people were messaging him and approaching him on the street about it. Have you had loads of feedback as well, Jose? Yeah, even Laura Lass is like, hey, Jose, what's up? I'm like, hey, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jose, we were saying at the start of the podcast, we'd like to get you in one day and just do a Jose Katongo special and just talk to you about your life, what you're doing and your career and all that. Would you be up for that? Oh man, I can't. Yeah, why not? Amazing. We'll sort that with you, mate. We'll do a a, a podcast special. I will do it before the end of the season, Jose. Okay. No problem, boys. Thank you so much. Thanks a million. Love you, Jose. Love you. See you later. Thank you. Cheers, bye. 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 Play the tune. Play the tune. Play it, Jose. 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 Right. See, before we, you do your crap intro for the quiz, can I just point I, out... I'm not doing the quiz, I'm doing Scottish football's hardest, hardest question. All right, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah, so um, a few answers came in over the last week. I can tell you nobody has got it right still. Got close? 
Um, Has anyone got... At least tell us that. Well... Are, are people close, but not close enough? Andy says, is it Dots? Kieran Fierney's uh, Kieran Fierney uh, Kieran Tierney is a big fan of the darts Dexy's performed on top of the pops in front of the backdrop uh, Jockey Wilson when it should have been Jackie Wilson well, see before you read that tell us what the fucking question is oh yeah what's the connection between Scotland's most exp- expensive signing and Dexy's Midnight Runners most expensive footballer Ollie that Burke. should say Ollie Burke Scotland's most expensive footballer that's what it is Ollie and Dexy's Burke. Midnight Runners uh, Super G says one of the members of Dexy's is a blood relative auntie uncle cousin uh, Louis says is the answer Ollie Burke and Dexy's Midnight Runners are both shite um, <laughs> no that is not the correct answer Louis Dexy's Midnight Runners have just announced a gig in Glasgow for this year they're a good band uh, no one has it so we're going to keep it rolling on until somebody gets it what is the connection between Scotland's most expensive ever player and Dexy's Midnight Runners? The answer has to match what is inside this envelope. It is signed, it is sealed, it has not been opened since I sealed it weeks and weeks ago now. So please get involved with Scottish football's even harder, hardest question. Hopefully somebody Ollie will get, Burke. It, get it next Ollie week. Ollie Burke is the most expensive player, that's what you need to know. So, uh, let's move on. To the quiz, then, shall no, we? No, no, no. See, before you press that button for the quiz, can I just point out after last week's fucking oh, shambles? Here we go. Right? I mean, Jose Katongo's questions what team did you play for in Italy? Right? What council area is Les Mahego? Those are the type. What year did you sign I for? I wouldn't know that. What team did you sign for Hamilton? Well, of course he would not fucking driving there for a year to Les Mahego. I bet you sometimes don't realise the council you, you do. You're, you're if you're fucking living there and you're playing football there, you know. So it couldn't have been any easier for him last week. Hmm. Anyway, let's go to this week's quiz. Do your pishy intro. What pishy intro? Do you have to introduce a Muppet that asks the questions? The shootout quiz. It's Aye. like a penalty shootout. We yeah. each get five questions. We, we take it in turns. Aye. And then the victor gets the bragging rights. So is it 16-5? Was it 17-5? 17-5 now, because Jose got your 17-5. <laughs> <laughs> to me, obviously. Uh, and Ewan's only ever won on a tie break. Uh, so there's a slight twist. You can top bin a question, and that is worth double points. Yeah. So, um, Producer John, you are our host. Hello, hello there. Hello, hello, hello. Right, hello, you've got hello. the coin in front of you, ready to I flip do. it as he goes first. It's me question. to call it. So I'll go heads. It's heads. I'll go first. You're going first? Yep. Sign of things to come. Fantastic. Right, there we go. Right, here it's we go. Even me. Even. As in you win the toss, are you going to win the quiz? Oh, don't be so negative, you. Eh? That's not winner's mentality. Do you know what? I don't even think we need this feature in the show anymore. It's just shite. I hate it. Ewan, we get more comments about this quiz than anything else. Right, just apart, it, apart from just, you slivering just, shite. Just because... You enjoy it because you win. Try being a mass shoes Oh, fan. you ain't. Come on. That's. Listen, if you were like that and if hearts were like that, they would never win again. Right, it's like, right. what's the point turning up against Rangers or Celtic because we're just going to get beaten? You need that winner's mentality. Come on. I had a tiger. I had a tiger. That's what oh, Carl Weathers come said. Come on. Carl Weathers. Do it for Carl Weathers. Do it for Carl Weathers. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I told Rocky. He that's said, it. Rocky, you need the eye of I'm the ready. tiger. Right. Yes, you I've in. got the eye of the yes. tiger. Yes. Right. Eye of the tiger. Come on. Right, right okay. it's my question first, so right, calm okay. down. Right. Stephen, yeah. Alan Meg- McGregor rejoined Rangers from which English Championship oh. club? Uh, Hull City. Yes. Hull City. Uh, yeah, I think. Yeah. Correct answer. Was he at Cardiff as well, or am I getting mixed up with McGregor? Uh, uh, Marshall. McGregor. Marshall, Marshall was there. Alexander? Marshall, Alexander? Uh, Alexander Marshall was, was also there. Alexander was at Cardiff. They loved a Scottish goalkeeper. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. Anyway, one note with me. 
Right, Ewan, uh, which team topped Celtic's Champions League group this year? Which team topped Celtic's Champions League group this year? Nice and easy. What are you looking at me for? That's a very easy question, Ewan. Who's in their group again? Shakhtar? No, not Shakhtar. Was it Shakhtar? It wasn't Shakhtar, was it? It was uh, FC Vaduz. The New Saints, they were in it as well. <laughs> Right, Falkirk okay, right, okay, yeah. because they don't play mm. in Europe very often. When was the last time Dunfermline were in Europe, Stephen? It was Shakhtar, wasn't it? Mm. 26 Shakhtar matches in Europe. 26 uh, matches. Napoli. Um, Shakhtar. Napoli. Who's the other club that they played? Just answer the question, eh? I think it'll probably be Napoli. I can't remember the other club they played, though. Uh, Napoli. Napoli final answer. Oh, no, wait, wait, wait. Is it Lazio? Oh no, wait, wait, wait. Oh wait, it wasn't Napoli, it was it Lazio? Oh my god, this is so bad! It's not that hard a question, I don't think. It's quite recent history. I know, John, but I've just doubted myself. I've lost the eye of the tiger. Who <laughs> <laughs> Pedro scored the winner with a header across goal in the 91st minute? Was that Napoli or Lazio? It's not Lazio, was it Napoli? No, Liverpool played that. Na- no, Liverpool never played. They were in the Champions League. Who was that? Oh my God, it was it Napoli? But then it would have been Omashin. And Omashin wasn't. It was Lazio. Oh my God! <laughs> this is like watching a breakdown. Was it o- Omashin never played against Celtic, did he? No, it's Lazio. Um, final answer, Lazio. Final answer, Lazio. Yeah. Was it Napoli? No. Yes. Was it not Atletico Madrid? It was Atletico Madrid, yes. The, answer, the question jumped. was who finished top of the group? All you've done is named the Italian team that were in Celtic's group. And they finished second? I don't know. Lazio, yeah, yeah. Lazio finished second, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. So all of that was hey, ultimately pointless. Mm. Right, right. I forgot they played Atletico Madrid. And so are you. Pointless. Oh my god. Right, question. Uh, uh, right, let's S- wrap this up. Right, which SPFL team have scored the most league goals this season? Rangers. Which SPFL team have scored the most league goals this season? Right, so it's not Rangers. The, what what do you mean it's not Rangers? Well, it could be somebody else. It could be ah, so you're It's across the four leagues. Ah, across the four leagues. So I don't think it's Dundee United. I don't think it's Falkirk. Oh no! It was FC Copenhagen. The Rangers had a few thumping victories. Celtic. Oh, I can't believe that. Where did I get shouted in the desk from? Stenhouse Muir. I'm going to go Stenhouse Muir. Stenhouse Stenny. Muir. Come on, Stenny. Thank God for that. Yes. Is it Rangers? No, it's Falkirk, of course. Oh, it would be, eh? Fifty-six league goals. Can I just say, because I've been sat here thinking about that. Right. The Ranger Celtic, Celtic, didn't they play Shakhtar? They played FC Copenhagen. No, they didn't even they didn't play, play no. them. They didn't play Who them was in their group? Feyenoord. Oh, it's Feyenoord. Aye. Oh, my God. <laughs> right, question. Right, I've done, okay. I've done Can you please hurry up, Ewan? Right, Ewan. Yeah, go on. How many Hearts players started for Australia against South Korea in the Asian Cup? How many Hearts players started? That you should get. Come on, you. And but I know yeah. that um, Atkinson played. Tony Vidmar. Rolls played. Did Tony Vidmar play? He did play for. Did Atkinson he play for Hearts? Patrick Kisnorbo. Kisnorbo. There was a player. Um, Atkinson. Did Tony Vidmar play for Hearts? Mark Schwarzer. 
Definitely. You just name an Australian player. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, two final answer. Harry Kuehl. Two final answer. You in? Yeah. There you go. The Tigers back. I the Tiger. I the Tiger. I the Tiger. Okay, Stephen. Yeah. Who was the only Scot to score an English Premiership at the weekend? Oh, it's an easy one. Oh, I had missed everyone. I watched it the other night, though. Well, last night. Right, so it was yesterday. Man United won. It was them. It was McTominay. It wasn't Robertson. Uh, what else was yesterday? Christie? Might have been Christie. Was it Christie? Nah, it was Solanke. Have you not seen any of the weekend stuff in the Premiership? No. I'm not saying anything. Brilliant. Get in. Eye the tiger. Um, <laughs> Sheffield United got battered, did they not? I bet they Burnley score. He's scored quite a lot recently. Right, it's either McBurney or McTominay, I think. I will go for... Will I go for McBurney or McTominay? Why are you looking at me? McBurney. Come on, mate, get it wrong. <clears throat> no, Sheffield United got beat 5 0, I'm sure. They got a goal chopped off, so it's not. Is there any, there's no other Scottish people in the league, so I'll go, I'll go, for, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll go for Scott McTominay, final answer. He, Scott he, McTominay. He was an assist, he didn't score. Answer. He didn't score. And Marshall has saved! Yes! John McGinn. Scored for Aston Villa at Fuck. the weekend. Because there's, 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 there's no other Scottish but players you, but, you, but you said Sheffield United got blitzed, and that was the Villa that blitzed them 5 0. Aye. McGinn scored a second. See, I didn't see anything. Great, so it's 1 1. Give me question three. Right, okay, question number three for you. In, in alphabetical order, who are first in League Two? <laughs> alphabetical order, who is the first team that would be at the top of League Two? Annan, final answer. Annan, final answer. Yeah. Oh, the no! They're in League yes! One. In League One. Are and they? it would be Aloha. Who <laughs> would that be in League Two? <laughs> uh, let me think, actually. That's a good question. Edinburgh say. Uh, They're in League One as well, Ewan. Oh, Stenhouse Muir's in there. Yeah. In League Two. If you'd asked Joe, Joe would have known. You could have phoned a friend. You could have phoned Clyde. Joe. Nah. Bonnie Rig Rose. Oh, oh, oh my god, so we've both had three questions and it's still one, one, one. This is a terrible game, boys. Go on. Right, okay, Stephen. What was the last club Neil Warnock managed? Oh, that's a great question. It was. Oh, I think I know this. Is it Huddersfield? It is. Huddersfield's final answer. answer. It is. Two, one. Oh, shit. Go on, question four. Right, you in. Who is currently top of the SWPL table? Who, which team are currently top of the SWPL table? Rangers, final answer. Rangers, final answer. They're, Straight and very confident. They won 9 0 at the weekend. They beat, two, Dun two. They beat, they beat, they beat Dundee United 9 0. I was there. Right. <laughs> it's come down to pretty much sudden death here, boys. Right. Go on. Stephen. Mm hmm. 
And which year did Billy Gilmore leave Rangers for Chelsea? Great question. Jesus. And you know, and you know, I know the answer to that because I interviewed the boy when he yes, made the move. Yes, I know because I was there when you interviewed him. Yeah. Yeah. What an interview that was! What an interview! Do you know that went viral after he joined when he, when he when he went to right. Chelsea? Yeah, Lad Bible got in touch with me and said, yeah. "Can we use your video?" I said, "I'll fire away." Let good, me think about that then. So that was when oh, you'd have been doing football. Oh, 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 oh shit! Why am I disconnecting So you were doing football daft. Oh no! Shut up, John. Why did you say anything? So John, you'd have been. In the other place. So that was. <sighs> we all lost our jobs in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. Oh, oh no! Is it 2018 or 2019? I'll go. Mm, ah, I don't know! I don't know. It's 2018 or 2019. And I don't know which one. Try to think what you were doing at that <laughs> stage. I'm just like, were you, were you at STV or were you back here? Or you did the breakfast show yourself. But you was that STV at the time? Or was you doing your STV two show? John, <laughs> I'll go. 2019 final answer. 2019 final answer. And Marshall has saved! No! Yes! I thought it was 2019! 2017! 2017! Was it? I was miles off then. Get in! Oh my god! Oh, I said, oh, I said, I had a tiger. You and this is, I had a tiger. I had a tiger. I had a tiger. Right, that's a high level of question. So it's, I'm expecting a similar level of hard question. Well, here. it doesn't matter. It's just you chose right. to go first. I had a tiger. I had a tiger. Here we go. I had a tiger. How many stars are on the Hamilton badge? <laughs> How many stars are on the Hamilton badge? Do they have stars on their badge? Yeah. What not do you mean, to, yeah? Not so, not so European ones or no. anything like that. But right, John, shut up, because you're giving them clues here. <laughs> That's not a clue. Yes, how many Hamilton, how many no, Europeans have Hamilton had? Because the answer could have been zero. But it's not zero, because I know it's not going to be zero. No. No, but it could have been zero. No. It could have been a trick question. No, I, I, it's not going to be zero. Stars on the Hamilton badge. To win the quiz. To win the quiz, you in. Get ready to do another happy dance. <sighs> do you know, Stephen? Not got a scooby. I'm going to just have to guess because I'll just be sitting here all day. I'm, I'm trying to visualise the badge. I can... I, I see the badge, but I don't know. Is this, the stars aren't above the badge. It must be within the badge. And do you know when I was at Real Radio, when I was working on the football phone with Alan Ruff? Mm -hmm. oh, do you know what? We, right. we, we actually... We Hold on, you. We actually... is the Real Football Phone-In with you and Cameron and Alan Ruff. Call now on 0845 100 2101. <laughs> John, I don't know if you'll remember this. I don't know if you are at Real Radio at the time, but we sponsored... Yeah. The Hamilton Strip. That's, uh, yeah, I do remember that. And we turned up there all the time for photos. Everyone got steaming and end up on the uh, pitch one night. That's I remember right. that, yeah. So I was I wore a Hamilton Strip so right. many times. So what's that got to do with it? Just, just say a number, Ewan. Four, final answer. Four, final answer. For the win. For the win. For the win. For, for the, the win. Eye of the Tiger. To for do it for Carl Weathers. Yes. 
And Marshall has saved! Yes! There are three stars you oh, in. You no! are one out. You are one out on it. I can't even Right. Oh, it's a tie break. We all know that Ewan's quite handy at the old tie breaks. No, he's not. I've won, won two or the three. Three have won. Ah, yeah. you've won one. And when was the last one? Right, you've won one. Months. Right, right, I've won more than one. Right, come on then. Let's do this tie right, break. Right, okay. Uh, hopefully, this, this, I may have made this tie break question too easy, but here we go. You've got to write down your answers, the two of you, right? Okay, go on. How many different countries? Did Jose Quitongo play professional football in? How many different countries? Countries? Jose, yep, has Jose played professional football in? Write down your answers. Closest wins. Have you written down your answer, Ewan? Shut up. Have you, written, have you written one down? I did, but I've changed my mind. It's <laughs> <laughs> away there. I've got an off, baby. How many countries did he play his professional football in? Right, right, he's both got answers. No! Write down an answer. It's a tiebreaker. Yeah, I know. I'm just trying to work out what it might be. Well, hurry up! I've got my answer. I'm I'm happy with mine. I know how many, so I've won. So you need to get you it right. You know how many? You need to get it right as well. Otherwise, you've lost. So what happens if we put the same I've answer? I've got sudden, well, I've got sudden death questions. Okay, go right, for okay. It, okay. We go right. for Come on! Have you definitely written down an answer? Yes, it's here. Right. Okay, I think it's between two. Oh, I, uh, one and a half? <laughs> right, okay. Three... Right, were you ready to show your answer mm-hmm. to the screen? Three, two, one, four. <laughs> right, Stevens went for four, right? It's a both went for four. Uh-huh. Oh, Jesus, God. What is the answer? Seven. So it's... it's. But, I mean, it wouldn't matter. Right, okay, right, I wouldn't matter, so we're back to the question. Seven. Oh, Jesus. Right, did I both get a top bin question here then? Okay. That, that's all I've got so written down. is it me to go first? Steven, you go first, yeah. <laughs> Um, right, your top bin question, right? Right. I don't know what we're going to do if you both get this right or both get this wrong. We'll think of something. Right, since 1980, which Scotland manager earned most caps as a player? Since 1980, which Scotland manager earned most caps for the country as a player? Oh, come on. That's not a top bin question, for fuck's sake. It really isn't. I'm not having this. I genuinely am not having this. I am getting screwed over with that question. It's a, no, no, it's no, an John, awful John. question. Uh-huh. Do you mean Scotland caps? Or do you mean you caps? You want to listen to the question, to Stephen. The... Don't, don't be giving clues. Just fucking I said, I just said it. listen to the question. I'm not answering anything. Well, it's between two. It's between Bertie Vokes and Alex McLeish. Because Bertie Vokes got loads of caps for Germany. And Alex McLeish obviously got loads of caps for Scotland. So it's between one of them, and I don't know which one it is. You hadn't even thought about it. I had, because I I know the answer. You had never... I know the answer, because I was at the media conference when he pulled his fucking tartan scarf and called, Call Me Bertie McVotes. You've given her 50-50 questions, so I better get her 50-50 questions. That's not a 50-50 question. It's because it's It's clear who it is. Could have been Craig Levine. 
Sharp. George Burley. Sharp. Strachan. No. It's definitely not Strachan. Stop helping him, Ewan. No, because he's picked the right two. I think Alex McLeish has got about... He's not got, like, 60-odd caps. Mate, I've got a KFC to get. I'm starving. So I'm starving as well. <laughs> I'll go Bertie Volks. Final answer. Bertie Volks. Final answer. Goal! I thought it might have tricked him, but he read right through that question. Well played, Stephen. Woo! Right. Here we go, then. Eye of the Tiger. <laughs> Eye of the Tiger. You need to get this right. And if it's not, yeah, then God knows what we're doing. Eye of the Tiger. Right. Go on. In what year were Aberdeen formed? I know that. Do you actually know the answer to <laughs> I that? I do know that, yeah. Because the year formation questions are always quite tough. Even though you see it on the badge. <laughs> are they before Come on, around? you and I, the tiger, picture that badge. Are they before Just see that hearts? little, you know, the little ball going inside the shh, goal and it forms shh, an shh, A. Shh, shh. Come on, you and... Is that before or after hearts? Is that going to help you? No, no, I'm just trying to... I'm just, were they there before or after Hearts? I think it's... I, I'll, I'll help you here. It's either before or after. <laughs> it's one of them. You've, not, you've got a 50-50 question. So that's what you wanted. It's before or after Hearts. Try to think of, like, anniversaries, like when there were centenaries and all that stuff. Um, oh, my God. Do you know this, Stephen? Absolutely. Straight off that bat. Right, I'm just going to... I'm, I'm going to get my bag. <laughs> See if you somehow managed to get this right, by the way. I've got my bag because I'm ready just to walk out. Right, here we go. Right, the bag's ready. He's got his answer. What are you going for? You and Cameron, when were Aberdeen formed? 1875. 1875. So you're going for after heart? Yeah. Can you first of all reveal, John, whether he's right in saying before or after? After, was it, after, was it before? So you're... Hearts what, are 1874. 1874. It was definitely after hearts. So, oh. so, it so you wait, could wait, be wait, right. Wait, is it 1903? Oh, I, don't, I think I've got this wrong. Oh, just tell me. What's your final answer? Give me your final answer. 1875, final answer. 1875, final answer. Yeah, uh, just play the music and get me out of here. I'm not sure the same! You in? Yeah. What was your other answer? 1903. That was the correct answer! <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes! You I had mean, the eye of the tiger, you just fucked it! Where did you get 1903? Did Carol Weathers speak to you from beyond the grave? What's happened? Um, have a great day. How did you manage to do that? Like, you had it right there. Honestly, I can't even be arsed with it. It was 1903. I'm going to this game, Eddie, and I need to get my water. Play your crappy little outfit, Zach. No, we're playing the Rocky theme. See you, Ewan. Right, bye. Right. Okay, just me and you, John. Anyway, there it is. A great end to the quiz, and everybody's happy. Yet another victory for me. 
and uh, Jambo Bear is away in the huff. Uh, make sure you subscribe on all your usual podcast places. Leave your comments on YouTube at Big Football Scott as well. And we've got Starts Up Sell with the James Bonds for next week, so get involved with that. Scottish football's even harder, hardest question. We still don't have the correct answer for that. Hopefully we'll get that in the next couple of weeks. Get your thinking caps on for that as well. And make sure you tune into Clyde One Super Scoreboard every single weeknight from 6pm. And of course, the big Saturday football show with myself and the Jambo Bear, Ewan Cameron, Saturdays from 2 o'clock. Enjoy the rest of your week and we are back next Monday with another big Scottish football podcast. Cheerio, bye!